Chapter 38, Hemshechayim Beis, Discourse 10, page Samach Dalet, 64. And this discourse in this Maimur, the Rebbe Rashab, begins to explain, well, it's a following to the last chapter, the structure, the vertical structure and hierarchy of the spheres in the world. And uh, in the last chapter, 37, he went into more depth what is the, to dissect the meaning of Maila Mata? What means, what means higher and lower? Maila Mata. So obviously we're not talking here about physical space. As a matter of fact, the sources for these Maimorim, this goes back to a Maimur, uh, this, this uh, basically is a Maimur from the Alter Rebbe, and elaborated upon by the Samach Tzaddik. And the essential theme there actually begins to understand space, spiritual space. That's how they come to explain this whole thing. So clearly, I'll give you the sources afterwards. Um, so clearly, the discussion here is about what is spiritual conceptual space. And conceptual space is defined, as he says here, by ribuy mir ta'ir. That's what it means. So when something has more energy, it's considered higher. Something less energy is lower. And it connects it also. The cause for that is something that's closer to the source has more energy and therefore higher. And something more distant from the source is less energy and therefore what we call lower. So that's called mata maila sense of the word. That's what defines the spheres. And then he goes on to explain, so the example for that would be uh, when you're standing near a flame you're receiving more of the energy so you see it more brightly. You move away from the flame, the more distant you go, the less of it. Basically that's the example he gives. And then he goes and says, this is the meaning of Eitz Chaim. Eitz Chaim is, uh, that says that, uh, that Chochmah in Chochmah the light radiates Bekiruv Malkim. Actual Lashon is Bekiruv Malkim. So you see the word Kiruv Malkim. Bekiruv Malkim. Bebine Berichuk Malkim. Kiruv Malkim means close proximity. Berichuk Malkim is distant uh, distant proximity. Bezoa Derech Halein, like through a window. And Bemalchus Derech Nakov. And a Malchus is like through a hole. And then he explains what these four things are. That basically, Kiruv Mokim means more gili, like he just said. Kiruv means, getting closer means there's more gili, there's more revelation, that's what Chochmah is. In Bina, it's a little more distant. I explained earlier, more containers, but also more distance now he's talking from the energy perspective, not from the container perspective. That's a critical point I should emphasize. So it's more distant, therefore, it is a lower, it's a less, less energy, less air. Zaz Chalein gave the example of a sun. This example is from the Alter Rebbe, actually. Sun shining through a window is not like the unfettered sun in daylight when you're outside. Because in the house, the walls and everything block. So through the window, it's coming through. It's still sunlight, but it's it's, it's a limited flow. That's Midas, emotions. As he explains, an example for this is a Psag Din, the legal ruling that follows a whole pilpul, a whole discussion, and the length of arguments back and forth 
So in the summary, a wise person can see in the summary all that was there. But when you look at the summary, like he gave the din, for example, that a sukkah that is, uh, that's, that's higher than chofama, that's higher than 20 cubits, is possible. That's the, that's the psaq, that's the din. The reasons, actually I found it interesting, the Alta Rebbe only brings the reason that lay shalta be'ena, that it's out of sight. But here he brings, and someone said it also, the Rebbe Rasha brings another reason, just to show that there's different possible reasons. He brings the reason that Lamayal Machof Enodim Dar Betzel Sukkah. So there's a second reason of the Gemara there. That the person doesn't live, in, it's, it's, you don't live, it's not a normal type of house, type of size measurement. So Rebbe Rasha adds it. I guess he adds it because it just shows that there's more than just one reason behind it. There can be different logic. And on the Psaq, however, only gives you the summary. So you get, he has, this is the example of Midas. Emotions that are awoken by Hezbeinunus when you contemplate on something, so they awake a feeling, but in the feeling you don't have the whole length of the discussion. He also compares it to the Mishnah compared to the Gemara, which is interesting because Mishnah usually precedes Gemara. Here he's like saying the Mishnah is almost the Psaq Din and the Gemara is the explanations. I've never really saw that quite. Did you ever see that? That the mission is like, like almost like the psak, the psakim, the conclusions, and the gemara is the explanation. Now the gemara is definitely an elaboration on the mission, but usually you see it the other way around. That the, the tanoim read the mission, studied, said it in concentrated form, and they elaborated. But it could also be seen the other way around that the tanoim didn't communicate all their reasoning, and the tano- and the amiraim are elaborating on the reasoning behind their teachers' so-called conclusions. Anyway, that. And then finally comes Derech Nakov is Malchus. Malchus is through a whole, the example he gives, Malchus is Dibur. So when, he, when someone speaks in a lo, with lo, loving words, or speaks to somebody because it's loving, like he said, he brings the din here, that, or the, the member Chazal, that uh, someone, if you haven't spoken to someone for three days, it means that, they're, that, that means they're not someone you like. Who's the Sena? Who would you call someone that's a Sena? Top of page Samar Dalad. So the question is three days. The, the, the Alter Rebbe and the Samasad, they bring the three days. They also don't bring, they, he, he, the Rebbe Rashab adds, they bring the idea that when you speak to someone, that alone is a sign of Avra. The Rebbe Rashab adds, that they actually speak loving words. So in the words that you speak, even if it's loving words, it doesn't have the full intensity and gilly, revelation, of the emotions themselves. Because when you're in the throes of the emotion, you can't even really speak. So speaking is a sign that it's even a more diminished light. So there you go, four levels here, Chachma, Bina, Zan, and Midas, and Malchus rather. That's the, that's, that's the spheres. So the structure of the Esosphirus is structured in Mailomata. That's what Mailomata means, higher or lower, means intensity of energy. With wisdom, Chachma having the most, Malchus the least. And then Bina and Zah in between. And that's the meaning of the Eitz Chaim. Kiruv Mokim, close, distant, window, hole. It's four ways to describe the emanation of light. So, it, obviously... The window and the hole is not from Eitz Chaim, right? Yeah, it is, it is. No, 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 no. The Alter is Moshul from the sun. The Lashon is Eitz Chaim. The four things are Eitz Chaim. Kiruv Mokim, Lichuk Mokim, Derech Halein, Derech Nakov. That's the Eitz Chaim. So, um, for the record, by the way, all these sources, everything I'm saying here, it's all online. If you go to the channel, youtube.com, you'll find this chapter. I already put all the sources, the Alter Rebbe and Samal Tzadik, exactly the page numbers and everything. It's not just the Alter Rebbe and Samal Tzadik, it's also the Rebbe Marash, 
and Imrebina. Imrebina, I believe, is chapter 35 and 36. Discusses this. So that's summary of last chapter of Ahmed Zion. Now we continue. Just to, to just again to give the overview. All this is a discussion that began. Um, obviously, begin at the beginning, but began with understanding the whole concept of um, of the structure of the esospheres. So, in chapter thirty-three is we began a so-called a subsection of this subsection, which is page fifty-four. After explaining how it is how energy is manifest in containers and the whole evolution how from it starts with the ten hidden spheres and then it evolves to after the symptom, the concealment where you have now already distinct spheres but they're still under the influence of the nebulous shapelessness of the ten hidden spheres and then comes the third level that's the Kud de Kav Shetach the third level, the kud is the point, how they are in that ten hidden spheres. Kav is how they already manifest in the kav. So they're already aligned. So there's a distinction, but it's not yet shatach, which is the plane, the area, the space, where it becomes full-blown, which is in Atsilis when the energies enter the containers. So following that began the discussion, the beginning of the Maimur, Rosh HaChacheich, in chapter 33, that this is the reason that you have this chalkos Milo mata. That's where we began to talk about the concept, the content, the the the, the subject of of uh, of the spatial structure of the spheres, which means their uh, their um, their configuration and their hierarchy. And the discussion first began that explaining what Mylomat is in general. Then he moved on from saying that it's based on usually the containers being bigger, the larger the container, the the, the smaller the energy. The, greater the, the smaller the container, the more sublime the container, the greater the energy. And he explained that this is not just from the container perspective, it's also from the energy perspective. And that's what led us where we are now. That, as you see here, this last chapter, he didn't talk about the containers. The containers are affected, but like he, he concluded in the previous uh, Mimer, if you remember, that it can go either way. Whether it begins from the containers and moves from the, the energy, or begins with energy and moves to the containers... Is two possibilities, but basically the summation there was that it begins with the energy. The kav hamida is the measuring uh, um, ray. Is the this is like the the ruler, so to speak, of existence. The thing that uh, you know the best way I think I would put it is I want to use paintbrush, but imagine someone's using a tool with which any tool that you use to paint something that has distinction is really almost an is an interface between your intentions your hand, and this instrument is able to be fine-tuned and craft and fashion everything. What would be a good example for that? There, there, are, there are instruments that are exactly that. Mouse. Mouse is no, mouse is not a good example. Mouse just moves things around. I'm talking about something that actually would be transmitting light. But it's almost like these laser beam things where you can literally focus, you know, like laser surgery, where you literally can take an instrument and like focus, micro-focus and so on. That kav is of that type of instrument. So it's a ray of light. It's not a container. It's a ray of light that is has the ability to measure and and fashion the whole structure of existence. 
it would be good to find instruments that would be a parallel to that. Because that's exactly how the Kav works. I'm sorry? I can't... No, 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 not at all. No, not a magnifying glass at all. It has to be basically taking, let's say, a laser surgery would be the example. It takes a lot of light and it concentrates it to every particular area. But this is a creating force, not just a shaping force. So bottom line is the Kav is the one that, is, as he said in chapter 35, 36, he says the Kav that really creates and shapes the whole structure. And that which is higher up in the Kav creates greater energy, which means higher. That which is lower in the Kav, meaning is more diminished. Then he says when the containers get refined, in other words, the teacher is the one that determines the flow and the filter of the ideas, not the student. The teacher measures the students what it needs, what the student needs. Let's see, see several students, and he'll give each one according to their needs. But once the student, once the keli, he says, becomes mezuchach, becomes refined, it then becomes a player too, because it can draw more energy out of the, out of the, out of the, out of the energy, uh, can draw more energy out of the source. So, if you use an example, let's say a child from the moment of conception, so there's some life force. That you know, once an egg has been fertilized by seed, there's some life force that's 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 keeping this like growing, like something like a life force that is, makes a seed grow in the ground. It needs the watering, it needs other nurturing, and so on. So it begins to grow. At some point, this point still, the containers are just being shaped. You know, you don't have containers. But then comes a point, and here we are. We're adults, and you can technically you can exercise your body. You can exercise a muscle, and that muscle will draw more energy from the soul. This was not possible in the moment of conception. The moment of conception, you first had to create the body. It had to first take on shape. So basically, it's just an example how energy shapes the structure. Then the structure becomes a partner in the process. God forbid the other way around as well. If you neglect your body, or you connect certain parts... The body becomes a weakened container and it cannot draw the energy. And that's when you have something that's numbness or paralysis, God forbid, or any other type of lethargy or uh, what's called atrophy that can cause the energy of the life force not to manifest properly. So bottom line is, what, as he describes it here, it begins with the energy structuring things. Energy has these gradations that we're talking about, higher and lower, as I said, the Chachma, Bina, Zohar, and Malchus. That's the structure of the ten spheres, which is really the structure of all of existence. And that, in turn, the containers now are shaped. They are not dead containers. Like he says, the difference between a container above and a container below, like a cup, does nothing to the water. All it does is contain it and allows you to drink it. But you can't say the cup is going to draw more water from the source. This cup is an inanimate, uh, basically, uh, static item. But kalim of Atsilas are like kalim, are like Avery Haguf. They're like the, they are dynamic. They're not just there to receive. They actually have an interplay. They interact with the energies. So a, a healthier, a more refined container will draw better energy and, and vice versa. That's a distinction. And that's how the structure works. So really what we're really getting here is a beautiful like, you know, a portrait of what the inner structure of existence is like, both on the energy level and the container level. And the truth is, this can be developed into all kinds of fascinating stuff. Like even, even writing. And I speak now as a writer. You know, skills of writing is really the skill of conveying a, an abstract idea in a tangible form. You know, if you describe, as I said, a sunset, a beautiful sunset, you describe the, the hues, you describe the shades. If you're a good writer, what you're doing is you're describing a sentiment that is not 
captured in words. But the words, when you read them, the writer is a good writer, you feel the same feeling, and it, and it evokes in you a feeling that's beyond the, the technical words. So you write there, you have a balance of energy and containers. So in writing, you can write away, in training someone to write better or communicate better, what you're really trying to train them is two things. You try to train to find out what is their energy healthy and maybe the containers are weak. Or the container is good, but their way, the flow of energy isn't. Uh, so in other words, it's really a process of figuring out. Some people, for example, are very, they, they can speak and describe something, but you get them to write it down, it doesn't work. Or even in speaking, they can't really speak it, but if you speak them for a while, you see they get it, but they just don't know how to for- formulate it in words. You have this. And I remember in yeshiva in class, there were guys that were very quiet, and they were being shy. People thought, everyone thought they were stupid. Because, you know, if someone doesn't speak up, doesn't answer a question. Often the, some of the smartest students are very shy. And either they don't have the tools, or they're not strong enough, or not courageous enough, whatever it may be. So you could have someone, for example, that has a stutter, God forbid, but they have brilliant things to say, but they'll never speak because they're ashamed. So a good teacher obviously will recognize that, and you have to learn how to build confidence in the, in the students to be able to communicate. My point is that it's much more, it's not as simple as just, do you, you know, you're good at it, you're not good at it. In becoming better at anything, you have to analyze, first of all, is it a container issue? Is it an energy issue? Is it an energy and container issue? Is it where they meet? Or maybe the energy is not it's flowing properly. Which means the person can have a potential, but, they, but they're not really even actualizing it in their minds. So it's a, it's a, it's a process. So it's a, it's a fascinating study to really understand. You know, I'd love to, for example, uh, discuss this with a speech therapist. How do they work with, you know, because speech is very much about that. Sometimes a person has it in them, and you know that they're thinking it, but they can't get it out for whatever reason it is. Um, you know, this sometimes it's due to a very unhealthy home, where your parents are very abusive, and uh, God forbid, and they don't let you speak, so you have a lot going on inside of you that you never communicate because you, you're afraid to. I mean, there's so many factors involved. No, abusive also. Abusive meaning they yell at you in silence. Every time you say something, they shut you up. I mean, it's, dominant is another fact. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of elements that shape how we end up um, functioning in this world, and it's not just purely, you know, how you're wired. It's how you're wired. It's what's happened in your life. It's your childhood, your education, who you're around. But even education itself, the idea of giving students the courage to ask a question, the right and confidence to to, to challenge, to be skeptical. This is also part of it. Some some education doesn't allow that. And I don't want to go too off, off the reservation. I just wanted to point out that Eris and Kalim and this whole structure has real practical applications. And if you, the more you understand, in other words, the inner workings of it, the better it is. Because even this, just understanding that the energy flows, and then there's the containers, and the containers are more refined. You know, like even knowing, well, like in yeshiva system, which is a brilliant system, I guess goes all the way back to the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. Once you're in a base medrash, you're not just a student, you know, listening listening all day to a teacher. You know, the big part of it is mostly study is you and another chavrusa. Uh, you across, so you're learning on your yours on your state, and then you go once a day or once a week, you hear something from the the master. So it's, it's really teaching you like knowing when to speak, and when to listen, or when to process and when to absorb, which is a big part of how Eris and Kaelin work. Also speaking from a perspective of Chazada, remembering is critical. To remember well, retain, you have to know when to be an absorbing keli and not. At the Kaylee's mom shechel, you don't want that. That's not Talmud. Then comes stage two, 
is when the student starts asking questions and saying, I heard what you said, you know, I absorbed it, now I have some questions. Knowing, you know, like I've spoken many times here, if you don't absorb when you should be absorbing, you're not going to process when you should be processing. Or you'll have a distortion. All this is, is essentially the formula, the correct formula of Edison Kalim and how they work. You know, later, later, in the end of this volume, close to the end, the whole discussion of the four distortions of how Edison and Kalim don't work well with each other. Here, he's just laying out the ground, laying the ground for it all. So this is still really essentially laying the, 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 laying the framework. This is the framework of, of existence. So that's Edis, and, uh, that's, Edis that's my Lamata. So that, that, with that being said, let's move on now to the next chapter. Yeah. And this is, like you said, is Edis Primim in a structured way. He gave finally the last piece in the last chapter was that Toyu is an example of Mailamata. There's no Mailamata where there is a horizontal structure, not vertical structure. Because he added that you could have distinct entities. This is also an addition that was not said before. You could have Ration safe but not have Mailamata. In other words, you can have a beginning and an end. You could have Chachma through Malchus are all horizontally equal. They're all different, but they all have the same amount of energy. Mailamata means that one is higher than the other. One is more powerful than the other. So that is Mailamata. In a case where, let's say, Kreches Atzmim, your essential Kreches are being revealed, there you can have distinct faculties, but they're all revealed with the same intensity, not in the normal gradation. Basically, it doesn't use this example, but in the negative, it would be a drunk. What's the difference between someone that's drunk and someone that's sober? Uh, an intoxicated person... Things just start flowing. They talk more than they should be talking. The emotions and everything is, you know, the, the keiches are all being pouring out, but there's no mailamata. So you could have the keiches, they could all, you could have see intelligence, you could see emotions, besides the fact they're all jumbled together, but they're not flowing in the right way. Like in other words, speaking has to be measured. You shouldn't say everything that's in your heart. You shouldn't, and, and you should also, like you said, speaking diminishes the amount of the feeling. That's why you're able to communicate it. But if someone who's like intoxicated, you see, they speak a lot more than they should speak. As they say. What's on the lung is on the tongue. So then the flow is... I mean, he doesn't give that example. Here he's giving the positive example of Kaychus Atzmim. But then he goes back to Toyu. Toyu is like that. Toyu is up. Ten energies, they're all over the place. You know, there's no... It's like a, you know, a committee meeting where everybody's talking at the same time. Basically. So you have ten voices, but no, there's no order. There's no like, you know, who's first, who's second... No yielding the floor, etc. No bittle. So page, page, this is now chapter Lamed Ches, 38, page Samagdal, 64. Omnam. So Omnam is a qualification. Omnam means, however, Zeo being Hishtalsus Asfira Zemezeh. This that we just discussed in chapter 37 is how the spheres evolve from one another. As we spoke, Hishtalshulus literally means a chain. So links of a chain, how one link leads to the next link. The difference between the chain here is that one link is not different than the next. Here the links are weaker as they go down the line in energy. So Chachma leads to Bina. So Bina is more comprehension, but it's going to have less intense energy in it. Midas follow that. And then Malchus Dibur follows that. So you have a process. And intelligence, it comes into a, a, concept, a concept, Chachma, elaborated upon in Bina, flows into emotions, feelings, and then is expressed 
in words. So there you have a flow. That's how this sphere is Anishtalsal Zemizah. That's what he described. Vechem Bisavas Ilam Zemizah. And the same thing is with the bringing into being of the worlds one from another. Remember again that ongoing here, he's talking both spheres and worlds. Like in chapter, uh, uh, if you see, Lamed Hay, 35, page 9, he says, Just like in the spheres, there's a structure, a, diverse, a distinction between higher and lower. Same thing is in the worlds. I, dis- I explained then that spheres are basically the DNA of existence. Worlds are the dimensions of that DNA. So DNA itself is, those, is these four parts of these four structures, these four elements primarily. Chachma, Bina, Midas, Zohar, and Malchus. That's the structure of the ten spheres. I'm not getting Das and Kesser is not relevant here to the discussion right now. I mean, das and Kesser are interchangeable. But they're also the part. It's either Kesser, Chachma, Bina, or Chachma, Bina, Das. So that's the structure of every world. The worlds themselves are dimensions. Meaning in Atzillus, the structure is divine. In Asiya, the structure is primarily now almost going to be the step before the physical world. So it's very, very defined, much less divine elokus. It's all microcosm, macrocosm, because it says, Abba Mekanne Be'atzillus, and Bina is Mekanne Be'kursaya. Which means, Chachma becomes the root of Atzillus, Bina of Bria, Midas of Yitzira, and Malchus is Asiya. So it's Yudke Vovke. So the Yudke Vovke, like we've spoken many times, like a hologram. It's constantly microcosm, macrocosm. So the spheres really become the root of the worlds in a way. But when you speak, generally speaking, you speak spheres, you speak worlds, you're talking about two different things. A world, I would say, is the, is the axis. And the spheres is the actual, um, the actual particles. So if you talk about love, that's a sphere. Love is a sphere. A world doesn't say it's a love world. Not. A world is what dimension is this love on? If it's a divine love, meaning purely as God wants it, it's chesed of Atzilus. Avram embodied chesed of Atzilus. He did exactly, his chesed was exactly as Ratzna Elyon. We have also have love in this world. You love somebody, you can love something that's not appropriate. You can love something that's neutral. Rishus. So there, right away, you see love, the same chesed, but the chesed now is in garments that we would call asiya. So basically, the worlds just describe the dimension, and the spheres describe the, what, what, you know, what it is that we're talking about. Worlds alone are just dimensions. They don't tell you what, what you know. Same thing with chachma. Chachma vatzilis meishrabeinu would be a person who's exactly aligned his mind exactly with God, God's mind. Chachma down here, you can have chachmas and all kinds of things. You can use your wisdom to conceive of business ideas, you can conceive of destructive ideas. So chachma can take on many shapes and forms. But they're still still rooted in the same chachma, meaning all all our faculties evolve from the from the like it says in Tanya, from the ten spheres. So okay, so that we have now so the same things now in the structure of the worlds. I'm not sure what the omnam is. Is the omnam that he's now talking about the structure of the world or the omnam is going to be followed through later? We'll see in a moment. So he says, In order for there to be a lower sphere, from meaning that a lower sphere should evolve from a higher one, you need to have a diminishment of energy. Like the ishtalshlus of bina from chachma. Chachma is the concept. And then it 
takes hold in Bina. Stage two. So how does that happen? This is through the diminishment of the energy and light within the Chochmah itself. What does he mean, Beshava? I thought it meant that the, he was explaining it. What, what, just a second. What's that? Okay, he's talking about in Chachma itself. So in other words, it's not just a diminishing. In Chachma itself, it needs to have a diminishing before it's able to go into Bina. Because if all the levels of Chachma were all shining equally, and in full intensity, it means all the spheres within Chachma itself, right? Not just with, 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 with such abundant energy and light. Bina would not have been able to emanate from it. Rather, through the fact that the energy, the light, is diminished in the level of Chachma, which means, watch, that's the level of Yusei In other words, the whole Chachma gets concealed, and what remains is only Yusei Daba, just that, like, drop. From which, from which emanates the sphere of Bina. So he explained earlier, Yusei Daba, the Mashpia, when the Mashpia is about to teach. So he has to concentrate his idea. And you saw there's always the word used for the discussions, the connection between one entity and another. You saw there's also in the in the human structure it's it's the the force that brings the seed to Malchus. So Yusad is essentially what happens, what remains, so to speak, as Chokhmah diminishes, so Yusad Abba, and from there you have Bina. It's definitely referring to Kabbalah and Itzchayim probably says this specifically. That Chochmah that, that, that has to get is through Yisrael Abba manifests into Bina. Ki Abba Be'etzim, because Abba Be'etzim, now Abba is another word for Chochmah. Abba and Ima means father and mother, because Chochmah and Bina are like the father and mother of the Midas, of the emotions. The father being the seed, the mother being the development, the egg. So the seed is like a concept, is like a point. The Bina which is is the mother because it's the mother of life that's how life develops so seed would not be enough you need to have it expand so in, in, in what it is in Kachis in the faculties is that the seed of Chachma is developed and expanded upon in the Bina of Bini Seda Nitna Bish this doesn't mean that women don't have Chachma it doesn't mean men don't have Bina as we know, there are men that don't have either. There are women that don't have either. There are men that have both. And women have both. And then they have... It's about, it's about pri, pri, uh, the dominant element. And also, remember, we're never talking about men and women physically. We're talking about feminine and masculine... Um, feminine and masculine uh, archetypes. So that means we're talking about the concept of what feminine and masculine is. It's long before it becomes the human that we see with all our distortions. So, you know, you talk about Kuchabricha and Shechina is also masculine and feminine. Kuchabricha and Shechina is also It's a far cry from what most men and women look like. Um, like, you know, they could put a book with a guy that was uh, learning Chesidus all his life. Then they told him to go on a date. 
So he goes on a date and he says, he comes running back, he says, what? Doesn't look like Malchus. You know, because by him, Zohan Malchus, in the cave in Zohar, was Zohan Malchus, two, two Madregas. Um, <laughs> the question whether he looks like Zohar, he doesn't even know what Zohar looks like, he thought he was Zohar, she's Malchus. <laughs> that would be nice uh, marital therapy, to get everybody aligned to Zohar Malchus. But bottom line is that, um, so it goes like, so, uh, so, so therefore Abba, that's why he's using the word Abba. Uh, you know, Ki Abba Be'etzim, the Hainu Atzmas HaChochmeh, Abba Be'etzim, the father, meaning the Chochmeh, that means Chochmeh Be'etzim, fundamentally, Hainu Atzmas HaChochmeh, rather, Atzmas, the essence of Chochmeh, Gam Shi Gam even though, as we said earlier, you cannot call it faith. Chochmeh is not faith. It is, a, it, is an, it, is, it is in the world of intelligence. It's a cognitive faculty. Not an emotional one, and not a, a, an intuitive one, not faith. It's idea. It's some form of idea. Idea, he just simply means here, cognitive. I'm not talking about how much you understand or not. So even though it's in the category of idea, it's still higher than what we can call a comprehensible uh, idea. I said this yesterday at length. I'll just, I'll just summarize again. Most, we, we can't even really describe Chochmah. By the time you're describing, you're already describing the Bina of Chochmah. In other words, if you were able to isolate just the pure idea, as I said, I would do an exercise, is have people write down, get, write down five ideas that will fall into your head this, the, today. Pure ideas. It's almost, as you'll see, when you focus purely on an idea, it's really almost like, almost like a spark that disappears as soon as you, uh, you conceive it. As soon as it doesn't disappear, means you've already given it life by discussing it, by elaborating. Like, let's, say, let's say you have a challenge or an issue, and you come up with an idea today to solve it. So there's no question there was a point where it was Chochmah. But by the time you're already thinking about it, you're already in, in, in Bina. Not full Bina, but you're already... Because usually Chochmah... My point is not that Chochmah cannot be bottled, but the pure state of Chochmah is very hard to isolate because you're already doing something with it. And how many ideas fall into our heads that just disappear so quickly? You know, we don't even know. Constantly, you know, it's like it's like a it's like spark plugs. It's sparking. Sparks are flying all the time. The question is, how many will take hold? So that, that but so you, but you cannot. And it's interesting. The Rebbe Rashab is look, talking about Chochmah like, like he's there, which means it's a whole different level. It's not so easy to talk about Chochmah for that reason, because as soon as you talk about it, you're really not talking about the the, the full experience. But you can definitely extrapolate by saying, okay, I know that this, it's there even though I cannot see it completely. I know it's not Bina. But I know there's a point where Bina began. I mean, I can tell you for myself, what I do often, which helps tremendously, it's a very simple practice, but you can use it. It's, it's, when you, you, know, you never know what idea is going to really become the real idea that's going to manifest in a serious way. You know, let's say you have, you're sitting and busy thinking, what new business should I get involved in? Or should I make this decision, that decision? So you never know what, where the you know the moment the moment that you really hit the answer, because often you can come up with different options, and then the one that you rejected most may end up being the answer. You know what I mean? So often it's a good exercise when you're dealing with something and you're focused is to write down, you know, like your five options, and later you'll find fascinating when you finally find the answer. You go back and you see what you wrote in the beginning. It's a tremendous uh, reality check. It's almost like writing down your chachma before it becomes, before you really go through all the different um, details. So chachma, like he's saying here, is yidia, but it's l'mayla mesechel musuk, ukumayshi is boyer, as we shall discuss. He said that already more than once. That this is going to discuss chachma. 
Chachma is a central theme in Ayin Beis, just for the record. It's Chachma, Chachma. Stema, it becomes a major force of the interface later. So all those discussions of Chachma are not just uh, to explain the spheres. They actually have value. And as you see, I started actually making a collection. If you remember earlier, a few chapters, a while back, you spoke that Yashlemer. You can see it because, in fact, when you read Ayin Beis slowly, certain things start emerging. The fact that he keeps coming back to certain concepts, it's not an accident. Like, for example, if you remember, there was the Yashlema where he said that the Rishima that remains from the Eir HaBligvul, in the Eir HaGvul, in the Heaven Spheres, Yashlema, that's the Tanya, that the Chachma Yavhu Levadev Ein Zulase, from the Magid, the word there. The Chachma has the sense of total Bittl. Yeah, Nagah and Tanya. But he brought it here as a Yashlema. So, right away, he registered that it wasn't just saying. And you see, Chachma continues to be, and he keeps saying, Kamesh is Bar, so it's very clear that Chochmah is a central element here. Because Chochmah is obviously the beginning of Hishtalshlus. It's the beginning of the structure. But it's originally, that, that spark is itself coming from a place that's beyond us and beginning the manifestation within us in structure. I'm just stating that as an aside. So the Commission And if that intensity, if that revelation, the Gili, the, 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 the Gili, or consciousness that was in Chochmah, the way it is from the, essentially, but would never come to the, con, the, 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 the comprehension of Bina. So to go back to what I was just saying, if Chochmah remained in that intense place, a spark, a sp- it, it would not go into the next step. The fact is our brains, our minds, have the ability to immediately diminish that intensity and therefore bring it into a, into a reality. So it's interesting that Bina, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, like I, was, I mentioned this before, before, like in many, many companies and businesses known today, that a successful business on top, you need to have the visionary, like the guy at the 30,000 foot level, you need the person who's the executor. Engineer, the Implementer, right. You know, CEO, COO, chief executive officer, chief operations officer. And they different strengths. You could say Moshe Rabbeinu was a visionary. So when he said, you know, he, he brought God's vision, and he said, build a Mishkan, and the Gemara says, he said, build the Kalim first, and then, first the containers, then the Mishkan. But Saul is the architect, he was the actual builder. And he said, that's not how you build. First you need to have a building before you bring containers. And the answer given is because Moshe was speaking about the tachl. The purpose of the Mishkan is not the container. The purpose is the kalim. The purpose is, I'm sorry, not the structure, the, the, the containers, the vessels to serve. He was thinking like the tachlis. What's the purpose? Which is what a visionary does. An architect has to think of what we do first, what we do next. So many ways the architect has to be removed from the, one step away from the vision. He has to honor it because you don't want it to distort it. But if he thinks from that perspective, the bird's eye view, he's not going to end up building a building. Building a building, you have to first bring the plumbers in, the electricians, the bricklayers. You can't just be thinking about the big concept. So in a way, you must diminish the intensity of the vision for it to become to take hold in a, in, a, in a structured way. Which is the interesting thing. That structure, by definition, means diminished intelligence. But not diminished for bad purposes. It's diminished for, because we have to build something. Because that's the way God created the world. Remember, alien self-lifting at Simpson doesn't have this problem because there's no structure there. So it doesn't need to diminish anything. Everything is just full intensity. But if you want to did a world like ours, there's no other choice. 
based on the sense of logic that God created, that the only way to go to implement, you have to have uh, you have to step away from the one step away from the source. So this also maybe is a good consolation. Next time you feel you know like lost, maybe that's the reason because you moved away. But there's a reason you're there because it's to bring light to a darker place. So it's not like. Uh, the <laughs> Now he's going that in the sphere itself, in Chachm itself, there's also a Hishtalshlus. That's the Amnam. Because the Amnam, that's the Birdeh. That not just, it's like, not just that Chachm is Chachm, and then it's diminished and goes into Bina. Chachm itself, like you'll see inside, he's going to say it now again. Only through the diminishing of the energy in the lower levels of Chachm, which means Bechinis Nihidar Abba. That's not so hard you say the Abba. Yochaliyas atzilus abina ba'chachma. Then that that allows for and there could be the emanation of bina from chachma. He's using the word atzilus very precisely, deliberately. And through that becomes the next stage of diminished energy within bina. So in other words, the diminishing doesn't begin after chachma; begins within chachma. He's just really what he's doing is showing how Maila Mata is so intrinsic to the picture, so inherent, uh, intrinsic to the picture that it's within the sphere itself. It's not just that that Chachm is Maila and Bina is Mata relatively, but Chachm itself has Maila Mata within its levels of concealment and revealing before it even gets to Bina. It's breaking down the particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, this is also like Tutsim Sumim. In other words, the Tzimtzum within Chachm. To allow to enter into bina, so you have to conceal to your side, and then there's the then the bina's concealment compared to chokhme. So it's two. Okay. This is chokhme. How could you say that in the chokhme itself you have the nihi? Because because first of all, first of all, the structure is structured. Everything is in scowls. There's no such thing as uh, independent entities. Everything is connected to everything. Everything has within them. And secondly, it makes total sense because. Look, if God wanted a structured existence, you want to have everything is within everything and that's how they move from one to the other. As soon as you separate, you already have a disunity. Now, let me put it this way. You know, marriage is kosher kikriyas yamsuf. That's what it says. Right? As difficult as parting the sea. Why? For whatever reason. Whether man is like land and woman is like sea or uh, they have opposites, they're strangers, didn't grow up in the same home. Many reasons. You know, the Medrash talks about what is able to do after six days, after he created Zimazavik Zivuving, the whole story with the Matranis is there. You know, the, the queen who decided that she's going to make Shaduchim, and then everybody ends up killing each other. So it's not so simple, Shaduch, right? Yet, yet, a male and female come together. It's not completely, uh, you can't say it's a total miracle. The Rebbe told uh, Rabbi Metzger, who was when Rabbi Dallas many years ago, but Professor Metzger said, the Rebbe said, he said to the Rebbe, you know, the people were there by Dallas, he said, he needs a bracha in the union of uh, of, 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 of uh, Kriyas Yamsuf. 
So the Rebbe said, Kikriyas Yamsuf, Chofadimi, in other words. It's only like Kriyas Yamsuf, it's not exactly. That's what the Rebbe said. In other words, don't make it that difficult. <laughs> the point being is, on the other hand, it says in the Tehidah, Ken Yazavadim, because there is the, there's a connection between the male. They, they were once one. So how do you reconcile the two? The answer is that there's an element that they're very different, especially beside the, their personalities and and also, as I said, growing up, in day saying Shav is different opinion, different perspectives. But there's also something that connects the two. To say they're just two entities that are separate would be a whole different challenge. You know, the fact is there is something in a, from the woman that's in the man, something from the man that's in the woman. I'm trying to point out is that the whole structure is such that they all, it has both elements that are separate and there are things that are connected. Even here itself, when he's speaking about Atsilis, is it Gilead Helen or is it Yeshmayin? Is Atsilis a new entity? From the divine, or is it a revealing the divine? The answer is both. There's an element that the, in the ten spheres are distant from the infinite bleak vul of godliness, but there's an element where they're, they're, they have a commonality, which is because in the God's mind, he envisioned the ten spheres, etc. So the ten spheres themselves, are they amorphous? Are they, uh, do they have shape and form? That's the spirit is blima. My point I'm trying to say, in other words, it has both things. There is some distinct entity, even according to the opinions that are that spheres are completely um, shapeless. There's something. The question is how much something. And then the kalim have something that to connect them to the... That, so the point that... So yes, generally you can say chachm is this, being is that. But it's critical in the structure to explain how each piece has everything. It's interesting uh, to define. Yeah. Look, even in mediation, in real mediation... Huh? In real mediation, in Machriya, when Kosov Ashlishi, Bar Kosov Ashlishi, Machriya Beneem, like in Pasha Nose, the classic one, whether he speak about, I don't know, from or from the El Maid. So, so the question, I remember the, the Rebbe has beautiful sikh about this. He says, why do you need the Tuksum? So say the Chatchila, like the third Pasuk, and you'll have no problem. That it came, the sad voice came out from the Kapetis, and then, then, then you heard it through my El Maid. So the Rebbe said, no, because you want to have two elements here. You want a part of it that's Kedish Kedoshim, that's coming from the divine. One part of it coming to the world. Then comes the third Pasuk. That, the third Pasuk is not, not a mediator that says both of you compromise. Both Pesukim remain intact. So real Hachra is finding a commonality between two things, like two people may be arguing. So there's one approach, you know, you, you're arguing over $10,000, okay, you know what? Let's split it. Let's make it 5000 Great. Okay. So both of them are not getting what they want. You know, a much better mediation, of course. I don't know if it can work financially. Maybe it could with certain uh, innovation. But better mediations where both end up win-win, where they see that initially they thought they were on different pages and they could not reconcile. And the, and the mediator showed them that there's a part of you that the other person has that you can gain and he can give you. So they both end up winning by revealing a deeper dimension within them. That creates a much more of a much deeper scholars interconnectivity. Okay, so that what we, so we have established now is that within Chochmah itself, and this is all the energy level again, it's Amir Ta'ir. The energy in Chochmah itself has to get diminished in order for it to enter into Bina. And, then, and, that, and that is what causes Bina to be diminished. Okay, the next step. Remember, he's talking here all three, four steps. Chachmet to Bina, to Midas, to Malchus, to Dibur. V'chein b'gdei liyas atzilus b'chinezom ha'mechim. 
And the same, in order for there to be the emanation of Zah, Zayir Ampin, which is Midas, Chesed through Yisod, from Meichim, from the intellect, Zel Gamkin Davka, Ide Mir Teesha, Bamadregis Atachtenis, the Chachma Bina, Yiatzilis Azah. Should read that a little different. So I'm going to have to comma, so to speak. That this too requires not just it's a jump that za is a symptom compared to uh, intelligence, but you need to have first the mir that the lower levels of chachman bina, just like you said now about chachman, get diminished. Here, through that will be that silas, the emanation, a parting emanation of za I see he's skipping Malchus. Fine. I would think the next step would have been the same thing as Malchus from Zah, but fine. Obviously the same idea. It's the same thing for now the next level. Because the Eitz Chaim, by the way, doesn't stop. I saw in the Eitz Chaim that I mentioned that Chachmetz Kiruv Mokim, close, being a distant window, window and hole continues. And Biyah and Bria from Atzilis is through a parsa or Mosach. So that's after that. After the hole comes a, a curtain, which is becomes more opaque. Opaque? Yeah. Opaque blocks, right? Completely. Completely. Opaque. So what? what tra- translucent. Okay, so Mosach is probably more translucent. Okay, we'll figure it out because there are Parsois and Mosachim. Some of them are opaque and some of them are translucent. The only thing is, there's no. I don't think there's one-way mirrors. However, that would be nice—a one-way mirror. That Atzilus can see us, we can't see Atzilus. Yeah, well, it's all one-way mirror. We can only, we can't see anything. Um, what does this mean? What's the difference? I, I don't remember. I have to look it up. I'm almost sure that a parsa is deeper than a masach. A masach, I think, is like translucent. It's like a curtain that lets light through, and a parsa is like a curtain that doesn't let light through. You have that, you know, like in hotel rooms. You have the first curtain and the next curtain. If you want it to bleed, bleed black, like that. So, we have examples. Um, there has to be examples also in halacha. There's kalim, for sure, there are kalim, even with, um, like, what, what's, what's mutter for, for ner chanukah, for neris. Sometimes certain kalim are, which kalim are, uh, what, there's even a msechta, is there a pedic in, uh, what is it, bamem adlikin. What's appropriate for keli or not? Some are too translucent, too, too, uh, what's the word? Too amorphous. Um, amorphous, nebulous. <laughs> amorphous means it doesn't have that much shape. It's like um, it's too sublime, too subtle. Um, okay. So now he's continuing. So now same thing is now from Atzilus to Bia. That in order for the, the for the coming to bring into being of the world of Biyuri Yitzirasiya, it's not just there's a symptom before after Atsilis. In Atsilis itself, Gufa Mismayata Air. You need the energy to be diminished from level to level. That's what he means by Bishava. Because if all if Atzilus was intact, and the only symptom is only compared to what's going on outside, that's what he means here. If everything there was there was no diminishing within those levels itself, it was all equal. That 
that also the lowest level of Malchus, the end of the levels, the lowest of the levels that says would be intensity, the, the abundance of energy as in the higher levels. There could not have been the creation, the bringing into being of Biyah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I don't know if he's going to use this example, but the example that comes to mind immediately is that when a teacher teaches to a student that needs, obviously, a diminished flow, that diminishing doesn't begin when the flow starts. It begins in the mind of the teacher as he prepares himself to, 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 to communicate. And then that causes the flow itself to be diminished. So it's not like the teacher, till the moment he starts speaking, everything is all intense, and then he starts speaking, it's a very structured way. That wouldn't work. You have to, in, within the source, has to find ways to diminish itself in order to communicate effectively. It's a very good, yeah, that's, because you have that sometimes. You know, you have sometimes, you, ha- you know what you want to say, but you haven't really prepared saying it. So you start talking, it starts flowing, you know, beyond your control, and the person doesn't get what you're talking about because you really didn't prepare the right words. You just prepared, you know, you have the idea. You didn't create. You didn't have the. You didn't have the first symptom that was necessary within yourself, within the source. Okay. Kim rather specifically. So the diminishing of the energy. Yochaliyas makes it possible for there to be the hisavus, the bringing into being, in other words, of uh, of biyah. And even though this, I mean, I don't use the word creation because he's not saying bria. But the Savas means also Bria here, meaning this bringing into being. Which means it's with an infinite jump. It's like a quantum leap. So this is a question on the table. Why is it a question? Because... Because the point then is that the main focus is not on the diminishing within the source. The main focus is that there should be a deep concealment for this new entity to emerge. So it's not about, you know, if, if it's be'erech, if you have a flow that's be'erech, so then, okay, teach a student. I have to diminish within me. Now I can flow and now I teach. But if the student is completely, infinitely distant, there's the, the, the main primary jump is not my diminishing within me. It's, uh, it's how do I create, how do I even enter into a new space? It's a new paradigm. Obviously, he's going to answer that you need both, but it's just a focusing on like so-called what he's trying to say. Vagam, not really a question; it's just qualification. That even though this service is being a day, we call mokim tzadich leimer tzadich liyas tzadich leimer sha'ayin tzadich liyas sha'ayin tzadich leimer probably. Nevertheless, we have to say sha'ayin yir be'erech liyas many service ayesh. Ah, so even the ayin has to still have some type of something. That's common with what is, what's coming, because if you think about it like this, if it's completely nothing common between the two, then what, what kind of diminishing? Diminishing is not going to help. You need to now create something yeshma'ayin. It's like it's like, uh, uh, but but he's explaining even yeshma'ayin. Even when you create something new, that's also 
as much as possible, the higher source has to get closer to the new entity. Okay. Even Yeshmayan. Even Yeshmayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's put it this way. If not, the whole idea that there's Bereshis Bara Alekim. Why not say Bereshis Bara Havaya? Because even Alekus, in a sense, has to manifest in a diminished state called Alekim. Midas Hatsim Tzum, Midas Hadin. And not just jump. Because if you say, yes, Shleiber, Shleiber, Gandik, Atmos created Elam Hazen, Gamarno. So true, Yeshmaian, it's a new thing. But the reason for this is obvious because he wants a connection. You know, God could do it, of course, the other way. He could, he could do Yeshmaian, that's Mama Shleiber. And in some ways it is that way because he really took real Atmos. I feel it with Eir and everything we learned is, is everything is really new. But he wanted a close relationship, not just a distant one. So that's the meaning behind it. Mele, the ayin, has to be be'erech. Like it's discussed elsewhere. And, and this, this erech, this ayin, meaning the source, natsilis, for it to be able to, for it to create and bring into being biyah, itself, in the levels of itself, the energy gets diminished from level to level, till the level of Malchus, the lowest level, that's where from Malchus can be the creation of the Yesh, the bring, the bring into being of the Yesh, of the substance of Biyah. So it's not just from Chachmi you jump to Biyah. You need, within the source, you need to have a diminishing, diminishing. Then there'll be a, a, a jump. There will be a, a quantum leap. But it's a quantum leap that is not... Cu- Why? The reason you have to say it ultimately is because of Ahdus Hashem. Because God wants to have a relationship with us. He does not want it to just be a master and a slave. He doesn't want it to be infinitely a part. He wants a connection. But at the same time, we have to realize we are a yesh. This world is not similar our physical world is not just an extension of godliness. There's something here that we don't... Our, our existence does not testify to the source of godliness. We can deny God. We can say there's no source. That's right away. I, anything that is... Yes, man can say, I, I'm not... I don't know. I, I, am, I don't know this ayin. Ayin means I don't know. I don't know it exists. That's a yesh. If you want to have a def, another definition of yesh, a yesh means someone that can say, I don't have a source. You can even say, I don't even have parents. Your mind tells you you have parents, but do you behave like you're an extension of your parents? I'm talking about their, 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 their influences on us. We are, we feel like we are self-made. You don't feel like, oh, you know, like 50 years ago I was born to a mother who came out of the womb and I feel like, oh, yeah, opposite, a thing that's not a yesh can never do that. Oh, yeah, can never say, I don't have a source. I mean, if you were able to communicate with it, it has to tell you, my source is, is a candle, it's, it's a, a, a torch, it's a sun, whatever it is. You can't even deny it. It's, it's right, right, right. It not, it's, not, it's not about pchiri even. It's, it's personality is such that all it is is an agent of its source. Look at the whole idea of a shliach that it makes. is a bad das bifniatzme. That's a yesh. That means a yesh. He is on his own. He's an independent entity. chooses to become a shliach, a memissary of the meshaleach. So that's, of course, much deeper than an Evid or a Ben. An Evid and Ben, Evid is Mashkone Evid Kone Rabbi, he's Chatechila. Evid is not Begeder Yesh in Hapi Allah, in that sense. I'm not talking now, 
A ben is also not. A ben is an extension of. Whereas, a, a, so I'm just giving an example of it. So yesh would be defined in that sense. But there's a way back. The yesh can re- retrace its steps. That's the primary reason why you have this. That the Savas was with Ephraim Shal Kiruv. Even though it's Rikhuk, it's also Kiruv, basically. It's not complete distance. If, as I said, if it jumped from Havaya to Velt, there'd be no Alakim, there'd be no Sheva Shemus, you know the seven names, which is the seven spheres, basically. If you wouldn't have the spheres, you would not have uh, any logical way for us to ever get back. It would be like we're thrown into this world. Only thing we could have is a tailor that would tell us do mitzvahs and follow God's orders, and I'll take care of the rest. There'd be no v'yedaitus Hashem alekecha, v'ahavtus Hashem alekecha. A relationship would not be possible. And also, God wanted to create existence with the seichel as we know it. And the more it could be alpi seichel, the more. This is why you say at the end of the day you say keichamafil lasis, means God's infinite power brings together the soul and the body. And yet, Chassidus talks at length. How the soul is first keiches atzmim and keiches nalamim and keiches gluim and how it manifests in each container. Keichamaflas, it's a miracle. Who cares? Why do you have to make it make sense? Why is there a study of medicine even? Medicine means there's a way humans can understand how the body works and can heal it. Because God wanted to create a structure that has seichel. That's part of the dira betachten in taiva. We don't really know exactly why. But, you know, in other words, God doesn't worship seichel. We worship seichel. So for us, we say, if it makes sense, I'm, I, I'm happy. By God, you can say he doesn't need it to make sense. Who says sense is valuable? But he wanted it this way. Which means that for some reason, this is the way it has to be. And therefore, wherever possible, we use logic to make to explain things to the point where you could say, okay, this point, we've reached here as much as we could, and there's one point that you'll need to take a little jump and say this is the divine power. Are you and this is, to use logic? What's to use logic? What's a shayla? Like a That's like you. And someone told me this. They said, why did God create a mind? I asked him. He said that we shouldn't use it. Like it's like, like creating a taiva. I mean, okay, first of all, as soon as you say v'yedait, as soon as you have mitzvahs, talmud, teira, havonav ha'soge, you're right away talking that there's mitzvahs to use your mind. But they, but they have no problem using their mind when it comes to business. Right. Anything except for elikus. <laughs> it's like... It's not meant for us to understand. Look, I'm not here to negate. This is not Stusim, in my opinion. Stusim. I mean, it's a sheet that has no basis. There's no way. Jews are. are, are the whole Gemara is, is, is logic. A human being cannot, uh, cannot reach it. That's, a, that's the. No, that our mind is not God. It doesn't mean we don't learn Taylor and we do everything. You know, this is part of the process. Anyway, let's continue. But but we're coming to a point. Yesh debuya, yesh me'ayin. Atzmus has no explanation. No, it's not correct. It's not correct. Uh, what, what, what explanation we're talking now, or we're talking about, is, is does it happen through levels? It does. It says in Agedas Hakadosh that this is Savus yesh me'ayin. That's bekeich atzmus comes through air. That's in Slavish and kalim. It says that clearly. That means the air carries this energy and it comes through kalim. This, the, so it, 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 it is, it, it's explainable how it functions. Now, ultimately explaining how existence works, listen, if you want the easy way, just say you don't understand anything, then, don't, then you don't have to learn anything. But it's not that way. It, 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 there is a process. At the end of the day, to say at the end of the day, that at the end of the process, everything is kaya 
you know, you could say that once you learn it all, and then you'll appreciate it differently. The bottom line, part of Dira B'Takhtenim, is that we do have to go through our tools. That would be like, uh, what happens if your child is a very smart child, and say, let me ask you something. I hear that when you reach 100 years old, you find out that it's all shtusim. So why do I have to go through school and all this? Let me, I'm not, not tell me now, it's all shtusim. Why do I have to go through the whole process? The answer is, you have to go through the process to get to that conclusion. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I'm saying, that's really what it comes down to. You get a little old, you start realizing, you got to go through the process to get to that uh, so-called takos idea shalei neida. You need the idea. You can't just get to that by just saying, uh, that's how it is. You know, the, the Rebbe once told somebody, if you want to reach Adela Yoda, first you have to have Yoda. You can't come to his way, put him. It's Yoda, there's Adela Yoda. You have to be, have a box to be a get out of the box. Let's put it this way. People think out of the box, first need a box. To find your box, then we can talk about what means out of the box. There's some people, what do I need? I'll go out of the box. Okay. And all this is regarding the Indian, the Indian of the of the evolution and the bringing into being. That the higher and lower is in the level, is the dimension of more and less energy. Now he's moving to another dimension here. But the etzema inyan, the mailamata, be'elamis, the sphiris, but the etzema inyan, how he translates it, but in the fundamental issue itself, mailamata, the grades, the hierarchy, within worlds and in spheres, ain't ze b'chines ha'mailah rak ma'sha madre g'lein b'chines li be'er. It's not that it's not just that a, a maila means, higher means, only that the higher level relative to the lower one is more energy. The higher and lower is also in their essential level. In other words, not just relative, it's absolute. That's something that's higher is fundamentally and inherently higher than the lower level. What makes it back to that, isn't it? Let's see. Let's see where he's going with this. Yeah. No, this is interesting. Look, it's developing. It's a developing story here. In a way, this section we just learned, we should almost like stop it because it's it's one thing. It's like almost its own chapter. Because he concluded what he said earlier. What he wanted to add was, so just off summing it up, he wanted to add that within the level itself there's a mute. So we have in the previous chapter, the mute, the diminishing is from one level to the next. And here is that in the levels themselves of the mute. Now he's going and saying all this is in how they evolve from one another. That there's a, what, what defines the hierarchy from one to the next is like that. But now he's speaking about they fundamentally on their own, one is higher than the next. What that means, we have to find out now. That's, actually, it's very interesting. You know why? Because this may be the Gilead Helam Yeshma'ayan element again. See, Gilead Helen is how one thing leads, comes from another. And then there's, you know, the, the idea that God wanted Chochmah in the Sisvidus Agnusus, before it even has any Dibu Yemir is different than Bina. So it's a fundamental, in other words, God envisioned ten spheres. Before, we're talking about how they, how the process begins. You know, how they actually, remember there was an expression before he spoke about, 
he spoke the Shedesh HaKelim are higher than the, the root of the containers are higher than the energy. He spoke that earlier. Um, and yet, the process itself, the energy is the one that brings, because the containers have to be brought into being. So the root is not defined the process. In the process, you have the the myelomata is very much deeply mute. But then there's a but then we're talking about the structure itself, the thing itself. That's what let's see what he's going to say here. But that's what he's going to say. Let's see 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 what he's going I love this stuff. I, I know, I know, I know. I just saw one second. Okay. So he's saying like this. That this Etsa Madregosin is also... He's adding a critical component here. You could interpret that Chochmah and Bina are distinguished only by their relationship to each other. What he's going to explain now is that they're not they're not just defined by their relationship to each other. There's also fundamental they're the fundamental definitions of each one on their own. But in other words, but but that too is about Yibur because in other words, you could define Chochmah Bina Chochmah more energy, Bina less energy. Okay, fine. And for one to come from the next, you need to diminish the early one. Good. But but Chachma on its own, you know, what is it? Answer is no. Chachma on its own is a fundamental different level. And it's also defined by much energy. But not much energy because it's relatively more energy than Bina, but because it's, it itself just has a lot of energy. That's the definition of Chachma. So he's not saying that the Ribu'er and Mirbe'er is not going to be factor here. The question, however, is, is it determined by relativity or is it determined by their essential level? What makes Let, the let's, let's important is not the Ribu'er because the Chokhmah is important. That's why there is the Ribu'er. Correct. That's a good way to put it. The Chokhmah's importance is not because it has a lot of energy more than Bina. It's because it's Chokhmah. That's why it has Ribu'er. And that's why. In other words, it's not just uh, a, a, a almost an incidental thing. Incidental thing would be, for example, I'll give you an example. And this is maybe a good example. Let's say you need you, you have a, a body of uh, a liquid, a, a source of, of uh, water, or any liquid, but it's the source. It's too big. You need to get it from there into pipes. So the reservoir pumps water into arteries. These arteries are water mains on our streets. It's still not. You can't do anything with it. The water mains turn into smaller smaller pipes, like in the body. The heart, arteries, veins, capillaries, etc. And they turn smaller and smaller. They come to your house. Now you have a pipe. You have different pipes in your house. The pipe goes into your sink. You turn on water. What's happening here? The big body of water is rushing through all those pipes. So there's Muribu air in the top one. And you have Miyut. But there's no fundamental difference. It's the same water. It just happens to be a wider pipe. You're not going to say the reservoir is like a Be'etzem or Husei. It's like a superior level. It's a bigger pipe. That's what it is. He, what he's going to explain here is that Chochmah is fundamentally a higher level, not just more energy. And to get it to Bini, you need lower energy. Basically, it would be like smaller pipes. I don't just mean from the level of pipe as containers. I mean even from the energy level. That's another question that I had. I was wondering all the time if it has any because of the Mitakir. Yeah. In other words, like, like is the air 
Yeah, yeah, you asked that. Right, right, no, it looks correct. This answers it basically. Absolutely it has. Yeah, but in other words, it is an entity, by definition, Chachm is an entity that needs Ribu'ir. Or it's the, or its entity is such that causes it to have Ribu'ir. Yeah, that's correct. That's a very important point here because what he wants to make here is that there's a connection because if not, if let's say, if, if Chachm would be just like the reservoir that I said or the big pipe, so then at the end of the day is when I get the Chachm, I'm not getting any closer to the godliness. I just I just got myself into a bigger, it's like going from a small pipe into a big pipe. From a smaller Gashmis to bigger Gashmis. I mean, so to speak. You can hit the same, so it's qualitatively no change. But if Chachm is a qualitatively superior level than Bina, meaning it's a higher Madregan Elokus, that's a Mohusei, then you're really climbing a ladder here. That's 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 a fascinating point. In other words, in other words, Elokus is actually tra- yeah. He's not saying that the, he's not saying here. He's not saying that the quality of the aid is, is higher. He's saying that the ribri He's using the words ribri. No, no, no. Because but but, but, but of, yeah, but 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 no. But ribri meaning ribri could be quality or quantity. We're not talking quality or quantity. Yeah, right. So no. The point of ribri aid is you could say ribri relative to bina. We could say ribri aid. In the Etzimuhusi. Let, let's read, uh, but I think this is just the introduction to what I just, to, I just gave a little introduction to what he's leading to. Etzimuhusi is not independent of Ribayer. Let's put it this way. Let's make believe that that big pipe, the first one, is not just a pipe. It's a Rebbe, let me just say. So it's not just you went from you know, one pipe to the next, you come to this, you're now dealing with a Rebbe, as opposed to a Chosid, let's say. I'm just giving you an example. Instead of this cane or whatever. So you're not just, you hit another, you hit something that has Ribu'er also. But it's Be'etz Mahuse, it's a different level. That's really what he's, uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially adding a, the qualitative element for sure, in that sense. Even before, it's also quality. Look, at the end of the day, if you didn't say this, let's say it didn't go further. You, you have to end up coming out because what are you going to say? That chokhme, all it is is bina with more air. It also doesn't make sense to say that, but nevertheless, he's spelling it out. Okay. In other words, what he's added now is that mailomata is not just defined by more and less relative to each other. Mailomata, more and less, is because they're fundamentally more and less. Chachm is a fundamentally higher level than Bina. And now he's saying, he's adding. And the reason, the reason it has more or less energy is because of their fundamental level. Like you just said. Not, not because Chachm has a lot of energy, that's why it's Chachm. Because it's Chachm, that's why it has a lot of energy. That's that is fundamentally higher and it radiates. It's gishmak to be able to connect that when you find the unit, like so-called, it resonates that the Rebbe Rashab wrote something and you like get what he wrote. I mean, it's unbelievable because it's like Azayis Kashrus with the seichel of the of the Rebbe Rashab. Because it's not like you're learning something he just developed. It's it's made it because it's as a you know what I'm saying. Because it's like when he wrote this, he was thinking through this way. I mean, we don't get it on his level, but. But the idea that we could relate to it is, I think, uh, pretty uh, awesome. Like he said one time, Yidati Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's something else. There's another additional point. 
So besides that, it's a cause for ribu air. It's a different kind of oil. Again, qualitative. Yeah, the the the, the, the air itself is is a higher level. Wow. That means that means like this. Chachma has a higher quality than bina, but because of that, it has a ribu air much more than bina does. So the quality, yeah, the quality of the entity is such that it finds that it has a lot of energy within it, meaning a lot of intense intellectual power, what Chochmah has. That's what he's saying here. Good. He's saying that... This is an additional thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really the meaning of what means that Be'etzamadregosa is higher. That's what it means, that it's... I think he's qualifying because he wants to qualify me at Ribu'er. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And that, which is a lower level, meaning fundamentally lower, that's why that's why it comes it manifests in more diminished energy. It's all the parentheses here. He's going even further. Huh? Right. He says, not only, but not only. It's also, not only because the symptom, the concealment in the cosmic order is the cause for, for diminishment and concealment. Or canal. Like we said earlier, should certainly is mirrored by safe amadrega yen bradeshi and that's lamadrega taktena. Like we said before, that there has to be a diminishing of the lower level above, like a chachma, you need lower diminishing in order that there should be emanate a lower level. Which means that the distance is the cause for the diminishing. Kiim, Rather, not just because it seems Kim Shema Adrega Tachtena, but Pnei Shei Be'etzam Tachtem Madrega Zel Sibus Miet Ve'Alamayer. Rather, that the lower level, because it's fundamentally a lower level, that's the cause for being a diminished and concealed energy. So, it's Loirak. However, he's not saying only. He's not saying not and. He's saying not only and. Which this is the main thing. So, so there's two things going on. It's close together. See, because he doesn't say kiim gam, but but he means leirak. It has to be leirak. Okay, it means like this. Oh. Okay. Well, no, the not two lines is the parentheses. I just want to say that this is a parentheses within a parentheses, the vahino. So basically, what he just said that it's not okay. Yeah, he's explaining it. Explaining that essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to read in a second. I just I'm speaking to myself here also. I'm trying to just speak it out. Um, so we have here like this. Not just the concealment, which means that it's relative, it's relative one level to the next, like he's began, but it's that the fundamental levels are different, and those fundamentals define why me. In other words, because Malchus, Dibur, is just Dibur, it's just a, it is fundamentally speaking and not whatever emotions, that's why it has a diminished form of expression. Not just because um, not just because the midas are being concealed. Okay, it's, 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 it's understandable. Well, the fizer, still the parentheses, right? 
Yeah, yeah, a few more lines. Well, the fizer, who according to this, a level that is a higher level fundamentally, he has now because of its root and source. It emanated closer, meaning from the top part of the kav of the ray of light. And it's in a level of abundant energy and revelation. And a level that is a lower fundamentally. Emanated with a distance. Concealed and hidden. And uh, explore what it says later, chapter 44. Okay. Yeah. I was actually bothered by this much earlier for different reasons. You were bothered because you want to know where the containers create this. I, I, when we were learning earlier, I, I knew that. I'm sure. I, I was sure he was going to get back to it. You know, I was relying on the Reb trusting him. But when he said earlier, when he spoke about the kav, when he spoke about the kav. So the kav, the way he was talking about the kav, that there's higher and lower, I was, that well, I had the question, I didn't mention it, that the cheda, the higher and lower of the kav, is fundamental. It's not just, it happens to be that, it's, like I said, the pipe just going down. The higher levels are fundamentally higher level. Anyway, just, so it's very clear that, uh, so he's, he's now he's spelling it out very clearly, that it's the opposite. It's a higher entity, and therefore it has this higher energy. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's also interesting that he began the other way. He didn't begin with saying this in Mailamata and then saying the next. He began first the other way, which is first that that that, that is diminished in its re- in its relative ishtalshlus. So we have to go back here a little to see. He also said, I mean, the reason why it is higher because in the hierarchy is because fundamentally it's higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Now out of the parentheses, back to that. Uh, Fine. He explained now why. So now he's explaining it. Look like in the general world dimensions. The worlds that are above, that are before Atzilus, that precede Atzilus, are higher than Atzilus. They're not just relatively higher. They're fundamentally higher. For who? What does it mean that they're higher? That higher than Atzilus radiates Atzmus HaKav, the essence of the ray of light. The Kav that came after the Tzimtzum. And in Atzilus, it's only the reflection of the Kav. The whole Kav is a reflection. Everything. Remember we said before, Ha'ara, Ha'ara, Ha'ara. And not before, later actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I told you, fasten your seatbelts. The ride gets more exciting. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and and, and, and the reflection, the aspect of the reflection. He's saying in the next two lines, you can see. Shuzel ilu godl ma'ed be'etzem uhusa'ed. Which is a... Remember, I told you. Remember we spoke, I said to you, we can't even figure out a siya ruchnis. When we talk about... You're talking about levels that are beyond even comprehension. You could, we talk about... It's very important to realize these, these are not... See, this is what he's saying here. Is that we're not just talking about another level. You go there, it's a whole different dimension. The question is, can you explain it 
and understand it as a echuzdika leap. Most of us, for us, for most people, it's a chiddush when you make a leap from gashmius, from material thinking, to soulful thinking, to ruchnius. To make a leap from ruchnius to higher ruchnius is already a ganzavet. It's not so simple. Because at the end of the day, we're magushim human beings. That's it. You know, we'd be happy if we could just be spiritual for a few minutes, you know, and really be. So to be in this level. You could see here that Look, can you? Could you? Do you think you could be possible? I remember once walking home late at night after working on Sikha, It was four o'clock in the morning. And the lights of the Rebbe were on. It was hot room. It was after Memchas. When the Rebbe was home, it was was, uh, was it was here all the time. And I remember thinking to myself, here's a man, no vacation, there's no like end of day, there's no like end of week, or end of season, we're going for summer somewhere, we're going for a simcha, you know, we all have these, these, these breaks in our lives. I said, Gandhi, it's 24-7, going back to, to the beginning of his life, Tavshin Yud for sure, I, was, I, was, I, you know, I, I said to myself, could I even imagine myself being that way, having that type of intensity all the time? It's almost impossible to, to, to imagine oneself that way. I could see at times like that. I could see being inspired by it, but not being that way, you know? Like they say, a Rebbe, a chassid is a halba Rebbe. It's like a Rebbe without the responsibility, you know? <laughs> we, have, we have the, the it's like, uh, this chus to be part of the, the show. But it's a different level, can you say? Anyway, it's good. This is good, it's very humbling. Let's put it this way. Don't, if you... <laughs> It's like someone told me, he said to me, you know, you know, Chsidis, it says, Chsidis Musaf, Shifu Sa'adam, or Godless Habela. Someone said, <laughs> that when you start learning Chsidis, it's not just Godless Habela. Every day you find out the Godless Habela is even higher. So even the Godless Habela of yesterday is Shifu Sa'adam relative to the next Godless Habela. It's like it's ever ending. But that's great. What can I tell you? Okay, so that's a. Illi Godless Ma'id Be'etzim Husayr. You can, you can write a whole people just on the words. Ilui godl me'ed. Right there. Ilui godl me'ed. How would you translate that exactly? <laughs> Ilui is a superior... Huh? But me'ed, not just godl. The only thing missing is me'ed ume'ed. Me'ed me'ed. A very great superiority. A very great qualitative um, uniqueness and special to, specialness. Yeah, in the in the the etzem who said the essence and personality of, of the person uh, the essence central personality of the light or the energy shalemayla matzilas that's higher than matzilas shalemayla matzilas so mahus. This is a yeah, very superior thing in the, in the fundamental personality of the energy, the atzmus akav. Shalamayla matzilas humuuz va'atzmus ha'er. Because higher than atzilas, you have the muhus va'atzmus ha'er. You have the essential personality of the of the energy of divine energy. Ubatzilas bechinus gili hametzias levad shuzayin ha'ara. And atzilas, it's only the revelation of the that it exists, which is only a reflection. Remember, we're going to learn that Atzilus is muhus and biya is um, is a uh, is uh, mitzias. But we're talking now, relatively speaking, even though he's not speaking relative, but okay, fine. Everything working all right there. Okay. So 
So we've discussed the difference between Mahus and Metzias. Mahus is like, for example, you explain colors to a blind person, at best you can get th- through the Metzias of it. Even that, probably almost impossible. But Mahus for sure not. Try to explain to someone who doesn't know what life is, what life is, explain what does it mean to be alive. When you are it, you have a, you, it's not so much you have a Sogas Mahus because you, you're living it. It's like... Uh, so there's some things that you can know the personality of something because you're it, you're it, you're part of it. Others you have to be told. So you know it exists, but you can't say I um, I relate to it directly. So even though, obviously, Atzillus is a divine world, but it's a world at the end of the day. The focus is on the divine, not on the world. Okay. Like it says elsewhere, that a reflection compared to the essence is like is like a mahus. Mitzias means the being of something. Mahus means mahu. What is it? So, table is the definition of mitzias. A table you can study on, or if you speak about a table made out of wood and it's shaped, etc., you're talking about mahus. Obviously, a table is not a good example. Mitzias and shama. We know there's a soul because we know that when you take away the soul, something happens after death or before birth. But someone said, what can you tell me what a soul is like? What do we know? Very, very little. We know it's there, but we don't know what mahu. Mitzis we know, mihus we don't know. Chochmah that we're talking about a lot is that we know a lot about mitzis, not so much as mihus. Similar to what Meshach says about Azinu Shemayim Vars Adabera. So it says, Shemayim is close to him, so but for us, Shemayim is not close. So it's a question of the muhus of something or the metzius of something. Gashmis, we know the muhus of. Nuchnis, we know the metzius of. Like the Baditshava said, if you wrote in the books about the Gashmis and, and gave us Nuchnis, it would be a different story. So, so it says, Mosmachar, that's what it says, Mokamachar, that etzem, that ha'ar gab etzem. V'gama eshu b'chinis gili etzem. Now he says, that's ha'ar and etzem. Real etzem. Now he's going further. In air also you have etzem air, you have ha'adam air. So also air, which is a gilia etzem, air, as we know, is a revelation of the etzem. It reveals the etzem, the essence. The hainu ha'air shubchin the sainsof. We're talking about obviously he's not talking about sunlight. He's talking about the air that is the level of einsof, infinite. Ha'yurak bechin smitzis levad. It's only the mitzis. Because energy, light, only reveals that there is an existence of a source. But not the fundamental essence of that source. Like what do we know from sunlight? We know the light, that sun gives off light. We could know some of the properties of the sun, but you can't know about the body of the sun without studying the sun itself. Because the sunlight doesn't just tells you the sun is giving light. Like it says elsewhere. And therefore, Atzilus, which is just the reflection of the Kav, So Atzilus, which is just a reflection of the Kav, of the ray of light, is only the Metzius compared to to the, the essence of the energy that is there but higher than Atsilas. It's only 
Limitsvius. So in other words, Atzilus tells us that there's a divine source. It tells us that there's a divine source that put, that created a structure. But the Mahus, you don't get quite like the air before the Atzilus. Raksha, Atzilus, Meir, Mahus, Aziv, qualification in the parentheses, only in Atzilus radiates the Mahus, Aziv, the essence of the reflection behind the Shabbos, Atzilus, Musuk, Mahus, Aziv. There's Right. So I'm saying that Natsilis is not just completely just knowing that it exists. There's also an element of appreciating the Mahus of this reflection. Like it says elsewhere in the way that the souls in Ganadin have their comprehension. Anyway, bottom line, it's levels. I can go into trying to explain it right now. Let's you know let's see what he's focusing on. Basically, Atsilis is a lower level. That's the bottom line. Fundamentally, a lower level. The explanation will go into later. Let's just let's go through this. Let's see what he says. And that's why the levels higher than Atzilus are completely concealed. And the, in the beginning of Revelation is Atzilus. So I, I will say one thing. I think one thing we should say. Even though this was used earlier on explaining the hidden ten hidden spheres. But you could say, relatively speaking, even though he's trying to say it's not relative, but you could say that before Atsilis, you're talking about how it's inside the vision of the of, of the source. It's not really because the vision of the source is lifted before the Tzimtzum. But relatively speaking, it's not revealed yet. So Atsilis is a revealed world. It's a world that has a structure. It's a divine world. It's all aligned exactly the way God wants it. But higher than Atsilis... Is like think think of the Yam the Gabi the Yabosha. Almidis Galia compared to Almidis Kasia. In Almidis Kasia, because it's hidden, it's a different level, and therefore concealed. Atzilus begins the revelation. So we say the Muhusa Eir, Etzem Muhusa Eir. That's because it's it's in that type of form. If the Kava I said before is like an instrument that shapes and fashions. If you were to enter the Kava itself, you'd be besides overwhelmed. There's no way you would um, you relate to the structure of existence. Even though the Kav is going to shape the, the structure, because the Kav is the messenger from the divine will and divine vision to the artist, the artist's pen. It's the artist's pen, the Kav. It's the, it's the quill. But nevertheless, on that level, you're just relating to the etzim of the, of the energy that it's going to bring. And therefore, it's, it's, an, it's in a different level completely. So it's completely concealed. And Atzilus is the beginning of that revelation. Now, I know if someone's going to ask, well, one second, didn't we say the beginning of the revelation is Ak? But remember, there's Atzilus the Klolos, Atzilus the Protis, and all that. So obviously, Ak is already Bria the Klolos. So here we're talking about Atzilus, we're talking about Atzilus, so he means Atzilus the Protis. He may say that, he refers to it. Okay, fine. Liyaskut. Okay, she says like this. So, so therefore, the levels were higher than Atzilus. All this is explaining, by the way, is explaining how in the world there's a fundamental, there's a level that's fundamentally higher, not just uh, more energy there. It's fundamentally higher. That's why there's more energy. That's why those levels are concealed, because the beginning of, of revelation is not Atzilus. Being that as soon as you say a revelation in worlds. Meaning, there's a substance, that's only the Metzius of Enes Baruch That's only the being, that's only the, the existence, the matter, the substance, 
that comes out of this. Because the essence of the divine light, no, no thought can grasp it at all. And therefore, Atzilus is the beginning of revelation. But what's higher than Atzilus, which is the essence, as you said, the essence of the light, is concealed. And the same is in the levels higher than Atzilus itself. There's also levels. The level of the primordial man, the first world that is emerges after the Tzimtzum, after the, is, is, is separate, moved relatively, relative to the le- levels below it. That's why it's called Adem Kadmin. Kadmin meaning, Kadmin, meaning from the, from the like a, a primordial. Yeah. The Pidish Ak, the meaning of this word, Adem Kadmin, who shazel b'chins Adem sha'ole b'machshava b'edein sof Kadmin l'chalak dumim. The meaning of Ak, it's the Adem, it's Adam. But it arose in the will, in the, in the mind, and the will, the mind of the infinite light that is higher than all Kadmel Chokdumen, precedes all precedes, all proceeders. The B'Tselem Elikim Adam. Because in the image of God, he created Adam. So clearly, the Adam is coming from that image of God. Just like he, the Machshava himself is, is Kadam, Meaning before everything, so his thought is kaduma before precedes everything. Like it says elsewhere. Okay, we spoke about Adam Kadmin earlier, right? Why it's called Adam and Kadmin? Remember that? How could you say it's Adam Kadmin? Do you remember that chapter? It's probably later. Yeah, you're right. I'm confusing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is later. It's a later chapter. He talks about why Adam and Kadmin. It's much later. Okay. We'll get to that finally. And delve and look into what it says in the Druzgimi Adam. This is a mimer from the Alta Rebbe in Yonim and elaborated upon by the Tzemach Tzedek in Eda Teda Bolok and also in Yonim, Eda Teda, which I've referenced to in the past. It's a very fundamental mimer that talks about the worlds and the whole structure. And many concepts that we're discussing here. So look there, he says, what the Ak in worlds is what Adamarishan is in humans, is Adamarishan who was Yitzir Kaprash He was shaped by the hands of God. So to speak. Same thing with another Khan, the containers are from the infinite divine light. Without any intermediaries. Because that's what it means. What it means, Adam was shaped by God, or so are we. Who's not shaped by God? But by us, there's steps in between. You have your parents, and whatever other factors involved. You know, we have a genetic makeup that comes. Adam Adishan, his body, Abishta took earth and actually shaped his body into a body. And and, and and viewed it with a soul. So, without mamutzayim, without any interfaces. The in came move on. So we see from this the ak. It's talking about the you know qualitative uh, levels, superiority. This is even the containers of ak. Because we say he's like Adam. We're talking about the God shaped the body of Adam, let alone the soul. 
this was this, that the energy of Aku is far higher, greater, fundamentally in its level, compared to the energies that are below it. So, we say here, Atzillus is only a reflection. Etzimeir is the worlds before Atzillus. In the worlds before Atzillus itself, Ak, the Kalim are direct, and the energy is even more so. We could say this is also the difference between the Atzmus, the essence, and the reflection. What's the difference? What, what, what is what? Let's see. All the revelations that come from Adam Kadmin are the Havolim. Oh, we had a whole discussion of what Havolim is. Orifices, uh, vent, uh, ventricles. Huh? Havolim literally means uh, holes, spaces. Right? Pockets. Cavities. Cavities is a good word. So Adam Kadman, remember, you have to abstract this. We're not talking about a physical human being. But the physical human being is structured in the spiritual image of the divine image. So just like we have cavities, so is Ak. So Ak has a Galgalta, the Ak, which is the skull. So every part of the human body has its counterpart in the archetypal primordial man. And there, obviously, everything is on a conceptual and spiritual level, and, the, and you can't really use body parts. It's just a way of relating to it. So when you look at a human being saying, we're creating the divine image, from that we understand there's eyes in Ak, there's ears, and there's Havalim. Havalim refers to the cavities. Cavities like the nasal cavities, or any cavities, which any type of openings that exist. Uh, ear openings. So you have the Havalim of the ears, of the nostrils, of the eyes, of the mouth. So those are cavities. So he just said that all the revelations from Ak come from those cavities. Also the transmission that comes from Eizen Chetim Peh, which is, I know is an ear doctor, you know. Eizen Chetim Peh, Eizen is ear, Chetim is nose, Peh is the mouth. So even that levels, basically he's using a little Kabbalah here. Eitz Chaim is a whole discussion how Ak is the source of everything because everything comes. So there's things that come from the Metzach of Ak, from the forehead, there's the things that come from the eyes of Ak, from the ears, and so on. So all this he's saying are reflections. He's saying, what he said before, the difference between Atzillus and before Atzillus, he says was a reflection and the essence. He's saying, in Ak itself, Yesh Lamer, that there's, there's these two levels. Coming from a hevel, from a cavity, it's only a reflection. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it. That's all that he wanted to say. So again, so we have in Ak itself, it looks like he's saying the Kalim of Ak are the Hara, reflection, relatively speaking, and the energies of Ak are Atmos. So that which comes from Ak is a reflection. Ak itself is the essence. Maybe a different way to say it. Now, just like the worlds are distinguished and divided fundamentally in their energy and revelation that's within them. The same thing is with the spheres. He's going back. Remember, this whole began, this whole thing began right in the bottom of the last page. That Mailamat and Spheris and Elamis is fundamental. The whole discussion of most of this page was about worlds. Atzillus, higher than Atzillus, Ak. Now he's going back and saying the same thing as with the spheres. They, they too are driven primarily that they're fundamentally distinguished. 
So, so also, more specifically, the spheres, they're distinguished by fundamentally, not just relatively based on their revelation and abundance of energy. Like fundamentally is higher than concept, than, than comprehension. Even though in some places the level of chachma is one that's a knowledge that's not higher than tam, that's not completely higher than uh, logic, beyond logic. Like for example, the level of the essence, the essence essential level of keser, the crown, rotsun, desire. Which is completely higher than 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 logic. Keser in faculties is rotsun. What's rotsun? A desire. That's basically a desire that my nefesh, the tiyav amshachas nefesh, leans toward, is drawn, and and and, and craves and and uh, and is drawn to. To any particular thing, without any comprehension at all, without any understanding at all, without any reason. As it's known, as we know, the true rotsun, true will, true desire, is that there's no reason at all. Only because essentially that's what he wants, that's what he desires. That's true, pure rotsun. There's also in parentheses he says there's a desire sheyesh tiny that has pleasure. Which is the cause of the will. And then there's a desire, there's something that has no pleasure at all. Is he saying that Rotsun is Mitzat Tam? That Tainug is Tam? Not necessarily. But it means that he's just qualifying that there is a desire that comes because of a, a pleasure that you get from But then there's a desire that has no pleasure at all. Like he brings, in, like says elsewhere, like he brings as Tainus Cholom Shabbos. That if it's for you, that's what you desire, that becomes a tainangloi, basically. So will basically defines, even though fasting is not a pleasant thing. Meaning that there's no reason at all, because there's no reason for the essential will. Not even a hidden uh, reason. Like we'll explain later, with God's help, once out. Before he did speak about as an example for the ten hidden spheres, but there he says that's the hidden not keser, not rotsen, pure rotsen. That's a level where there is a reason, but he's not telling the reason. Or it's a reason that's fundamentally hidden from us. But he said there, you can't say there's no reason. Here he's speaking higher. He's talking here that's literally not even, there he said tam komus. Here there's no tam komus. All this is, by the way, is, a, is really like, he's qualifying what he said with chokhmah, that chokhmah is fundamentally higher than asaga. He's saying, even though we see that chokhmah is ultimately a certain level of comprehension, as opposed to keser and rotsen. Well, there he used, it's really before atzillus, it's keser, it's chokhmah's timah. He used it as an example for for the Eidus Pshutim before they enter into containers. It was an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? You wanted to say something? So what does it mean that there is no time comes? So what is the lesson? Remember, who says reason is important? 
Reason is only important because we, we, we value reason. God doesn't say he wants something, he desires something. Okay, they use the word taiva. But there's a thing called Ola Balitseine. And the first chapter in the Hemshech, which is also is alluding to a bit, he speaks about Ratzin being that the Melech desires in his essential thing he wants something. He doesn't need a reason for it. See, when we think of unreasonable people, we see it as a negative that someone does something without a reason. But here, there's, there's doing something without a reason, not because of Kedusha, because it's coming from a holy source, that that's how he wants it. He's not really saying here, he's not spelling, giving an example, but that ultimately the, the wanting existence goes into that category. So there he uses taiva, so I, I want to distinguish it from rotsin, but but the same idea, who says you need an answer, who says it needs a reason? Again, distinguishing it from people who do things for no reason, for, for, for because of lamatamadas. This is lamatamadas. It's hard to one second. It's hard to fully uh, comprehend because we don't really to use it. Let's find if we can find an example within us. A rotsin inside of you that's not due to any akshonis and not due to any abstinence, not due to any unhealthy stuff. That's purely your soul wants something, desires. Well, the only thing we say is we want elokus and neshama vilnis and abgiris, but it's not something we relate to daily. Like you feel that inside of you. It's our, most of our, I would say, it's a sad commentary, but most of our retainers are not in that category. <laughs> our Ratzin is, is, is things like, for I want, I'm hungry, I want money, I want COVID, I want this, I want that, I want to learn. It's, it's like what the Rambam says, that everything is Shleil Shma, Bol Shma. You don't have the Avram Eivi, Isa, Emes, Mepneshu, Emes. I'm thinking, I mean, we can relate to the concept, but is there, is anyone, you have an example for it? Or Ratzin, Atzmi? Well, let's see, he says like this. Ah, actually, maybe he's answering this. And from this come, from this come, interesting, the word from this, it's like a mzeh, that's like, from this is where it originates. The the power of faith, that's in each, each is from Israel. That its root, it's from keser, from the crown, from the rots, and that's higher than reason. But in faith, it's in a katnus performance. I don't want to say immature. Katnus means that it's not fully developed. It's just you know, it's, a, it's like like a childish so to speak. Childish meaning not uh, immature or naive. Uh, it's more like not developed. Really, that's what katnus means here. Not mature. And the revelation of the of this desire is in the deliba, which he also discussed earlier. In the will and desire of the heart, by ikirhu, and primarily it's b'mesiras never b'peil mamish al kiddush Hashem. So this fits with the base Thomas. So b'peil, and the primary is, is the is the giving siras nefesh, which means giving away of your spirit, your soul, giving your life b'peil mamish al kiddush Hashem. Literally on kiddush Hashem to sanctify God's name, to sanctify heaven. Shuzel mitzadis kashus atzmus nefesh ba'atzmus ein seiv baruchu. That comes from the connection, the fundamental connection of the soul in the essence of the divine infinite light. Not light, but an infinite. That's higher than logic. And this does not have any understanding or, or contemplation. It says elsewhere. So I guess if this is the example he's giving, so you get it, that's it. So when we speak, this is the Kudasayadis. 
she's not talking, she's not, you know, we're not going to be able to find another example, because this is the only thing that is really, when you say, it vilnius and obgiris, who will, has that, it's not mitzat tam vadas, it's mitzat atzma, I'm glad he said this, because if not, I was thinking, can we find an example? Probably not, because this is the closest thing. The Rebbe speaks about this in the Sikha. That's not, that's not a reason. No, it can manifest in a reason. And you could think that you have a reason. But the bottom line, what is it the reason that drives it, or is it the thing that drives it to have a reason? Not, you know... I understand because Elokuz gives you life and so on, but that's not real Mesidus Nefesh. Mesidus Nefesh is where, is where there's, where, I mean, it is discussed. And there's that Sikha, where is it? Chilik Kovdalad? Speaks about Mesidus Nefesh by Eden and by not Eden. There's a whole thing, but it's a very, he says, he speaks about this point. What means Lamaylam Tam Vidas? Well, look, let's put it this way. There are people who would not give their life for somebody else for selfish reasons, there were people who did. So right there you see, logic would be to give your life for yourself, to save your life and, and, and compromise someone else. I'm not talking about, you know, Mr. Snuffish. So what, what, what distinguishes one person who's ready to give his life for another person? And it's not even a family member. Not so simple. So you can say with the time of that, that he's, a, he's a more edelah person and he feels he'll have more ganadin because of it. This is a partial. Giving your life is, is, is more than just... Uh... Yeah, yeah. So it, it, there are things in this, when you get to this, that are beyond logic. And uh, even though they have a logic to them, the question is what drives it and what not does it. Okay. Okay, so this is Avla Chochma, Harihu Bechinis Yediyah. Chochma, however... Is already not is already a has some comprehension, some understanding. And that's why Chachma is Er Primi. That's the whole point. Er, this is very relevant because Rotson Kesser is Er Makif. That's what he's going to talk about later. Chachma is Er Primi, internal, internalized, integrated energy. So it's already it's in the world of cognitive skills and cognitive uh, cognitive tools, faculties, but it's higher than comprehended. Understanding, a comprehension of, of reason that comes in being. That means in Chochmah it radiates a level of the infinite divine light, the way it's higher than comprehension, yet it's still, it's yet higher than, it's still higher than understanding and comprehension. Which means that this level, that Machshava does not grasp it, meaning God, that radiates the Chochme. So back to again, again, Chochme being like this interface. But he didn't really, what he, what the, the last line here, the punchline is, which is obvious, is that Chochme is fundamentally higher. That's where he began. That just like the world, the Chochme is fundamentally higher in this sense. In other words, Chochme is this level that less may Machshava to that's not in Bina. It's defined by another level. It, I mean, compared, comparatively speaking, like higher than Atzilus, compared to Atzilus, Chochm is compared to Bina. That means it's fundamentally higher. And that's why it has Ribu'ir, which makes it, which creates the distinctions between the levels. So summarizing it, the, the, the bottom line is that the fundamental difference is what defines them. They're Mailomata, higher and lower. Yet it does manifest also in their Evolution from one another, ishtalshos from one another, which is also in higher and lower. But it's root, it's rooted in this fundamental structure. So the kitzur summary.
Yeah, one second. You may know that the Tzedek is not such a Mirza. I made a mistake. I think I made a mistake. Taisi. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. So now I see. The Omnom is, is what we just, is the end of the page. I thought the Omnom meant that till now we were talking about diminishing from one level to the next. And he's adding, however, there's also diminishing within the levels. It seems to me that the Omnom is deeper than that. The Omnom, all this is still explaining the, the relative diminishing. Now, but then, not only diminishing one level to the next, but each level in Chachman itself has to be diminished again to be. Avol that's the Avol. The Avol is the Ezfir of the Omnam at the bottom of page Samadal. That's what appears from the Kitsis. Fine. Not that they both are correct. Because he definitely added something in the beginning, which is that it's also in the levels. But that's what he's saying. However, this air, this 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 abundance of energy and the min, and minimum energy is only for the necessity for the hishtalshlus for the revolution of one sphere from one another. And because that you need to have, because of that you need to have the diminishing in the end of the first level. In order from it to come, the emanation of the lower level. And the same, and, this, and, and the same is from Chachma and Bina, Bina and Zah, and Zah and Malchus, as we discussed. Ach etzimin ma'elamati. See here the Ach in the Omnam. The fundamental ma'elamata shemachaluk and betzim adregasim. That they're fundamentally different in their essential level. And that's their cause for the. For the for the measure of energy within them, like Ak Adam Kadmin, is higher because it's the essence of the energy. And everything that comes from Ak is comes from the cavities of Ak. Well, and higher than Atzilus is the essence of the Kav. and Atzilus is the reflection of the Kav. That's just his being. Not the muhus, not the essence. The chain, and same thing in spheres now. The chain be chokhmah bina, chokhmah be etzim lamayel masaga. Chokhmah is fundamentally higher than comprehension. Ime yesu yidi, even though it is in the cognitive world, like my akeshes lamayel mechinis yidiya. Not like keser, the crown rotzen desire, which is higher completely from cognitive. Meir ba ha'inasir k'meishu lamayel masaga. In chokhmah radiates this infinite divine energy that's higher than comprehension. Okay, one second. Okay, so we conclude here. Chapter 38, pages 64 through 66.